With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Stuck in the Middle podcast. The podcast dedicated to the music, movies, and culture of Generation X. What is up, Slackers, and welcome to another episode of the Stuck in the Middle podcast. I am your host, Jason Eck, and I am joined this week uh, by very special guests coming all the way from the great state of Texas, my brother-in-law, Daniel Fields. I've been meaning to get you on the show for a while now, so welcome to the show. What's going on, Jason? How are you, man? Um, I'm doing good, man. I'm psyched to have you on here. Um, All right. Yeah, me too. Me too. So last week on the show, I did the Hot 100 from 1988. And as I was going through and looking at the different artists that were that were on there, this was a particular banner year for a couple of artists. So one of them was George Michael, had a mm-hmm. tremendous run of hits. That Faith record was huge. Right. Yep. But one of the other ones that was on there multiple times, um, I think they had four charted songs at the time, was a band called In Excess. And I'm like, you know, looking at all these songs, like this is a really good freaking record. Now, I just have to preface this. It was not a record I was huge on yeah. in 87 and 88. Right. Total metalhead and all that. So this was just not my cup of tea. So just a, a quick background, everyone. Uh, Kick was released. This is their sixth studio album. That's right. Sixth. And that keeps mm-hmm. just blowing my mind of how right. long they had this body work. Released October 12th, 1987. Mm-hmm. So, would you were you like into this right out of the gate? Had you already been listening to them? What is your experience with Kick? No, so I I was a little surprised too. I think some time back I read as well. I had assumed Kick was probably one of their sooner album, first albums. Yeah, but uh, so I was super surprised when I was their sixth. I know they had some success with the one right, the one right before it, which was um, Listen Like Thieves. Yeah, Listen Like Thieves, yeah. that's right. And they had uh, one sort of hit off of that. What You Need. Uh, what You Need, that's yeah. right. And it was sort of big here, but, you know, Australia, they had toured quite a bit in Australia up to that point. Um, but this album, yeah, man, once it started getting play, which uh, my understanding is that they actually had to go, the uh, the the record folks didn't want to release it. They didn't, They weren't crazy about it when they heard it and um, they did a bit of a workaround and started having it released on college radio mm-hmm. and it started to really pick up, uh, you know, kind of pick up pace. Yeah. And then they finally, the, the label was like, okay, let's do it. Let's go ahead and, you know, release it. And dude, every song was a hit, man. You listen to that album and every song just about is a hit. It's really hard to do. It um, is. And it was just uh, so as far as 
I was 11 or 12 when it came out. So 12 and 88. Um, I remember them being, I think that was the year they won uh, some of the moon men for, on the MTV. Oh, absolutely. Show. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Hutchins just looked cool as hell, you know, for, for a kid like me, you know, I was like, man, that's cool. That guy looks cool. Um, so the sound was cool. They looked cool. So, yeah, I, I think probably right out of the gate, I was like, this is awesome. But that was also, I mean, I liked pop music. I was listening to pop music at that, at that point. Yeah. Um, that was mostly probably where most of my listening was. Uh, my mom listened to a lot of different stuff in the house, but I was mostly pop music. Uh, so it was, it was right up my alley. Uh, hmm. It was sort of, sort of rock, sort of funky, sort of dancey. Well, super dancey. Uh, you know, it was just, it had, it had all the components for like a late eighties album. See, that's and what's so interesting when you said about the, the college radio, because it's not immediately to me necessarily uh, an album that would be geared towards that demographic at the same time. It makes sense, but yeah. what are they? And I think that sometimes the bands that end up having the greatest success are the ones that aren't easily classifiable. So yeah. are they, are they dance? I mean, well, they kind of are, and you can remix any of their songs, and they did. Are they yeah. rock? Well, they're 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 clearly influenced by the Rolling Stones. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like his whole uh, vocal affectations. Like he's very aware of like the sound of his voice. Like Absolutely. how you know you know, and that's. Uh, but yeah, as far as how to classify them, they were sort of rock. They were using a lot of you know kind of traditional riffs they're mm -hmm. a huge riff band you yeah, know and absolutely. they're awesome um but man yeah you could put them on at parties and people today will still dance to them because you know it's a very it's a very fun album i think that's what i liked about it and i still do even though like some of it's you know they're you know try to get serious about like the excesses of you know whatever devil inside and stuff it's a fun album it's a fun album to sing it's not overly complicated in terms of like song structure. It's real fun to sing. Like everybody knows the words to a lot of these songs. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and, and I know a lot of people like to poo poo pop albums and stuff, but man, if you can make an album where people know every song on it, that's, that's something. I mean, that's doing something like you've obviously tapped into something. And, uh, it just felt like for that pre nineties, late eighties, it wasn't, quite as cheesy as a lot of the move as a lot of the music we had in the mm -hmm. mid eighties and that sort of thing. So it was, but it was still just enough cheese, you know, to, uh, to have some fun. Um, but it's not played that way. And, and that's the whole thing. It's like when you're laying it on thick and you're being cheesy for cheesy sake, right? You're, you're putting on the schmaltz, right? I don't think that's necessarily ever been their back. They're, they're really just, they're I, earnest about it. I agree. And I what's agree. so curious is that there's this juxtaposition, which is always also great art. Where someone like Michael Hutchins having such darkness, yet their yeah. songs, by and large, yeah. are are about positive things and a lot of love yeah. and yep. and sunlight. And we'll go track by track, but yeah. it's evident over and over again. But you talked about the uh, you can play them at parties. So so here's this quote from a, a supposedly very well guarded, well regarded reviewer by the name of uh, Robert Christgau. Mm -hmm. Okay. And he said, he, he called them middle brow hacks that make danceable <laughs> rock and roll that sound smart in the background. Now, I can't hate it. Yeah. I can't hate it. No. But they're not trying to be um, pretentious 
and, and yeah. be more than they are. They get in the studio, they make music that they like, but it can be played anywhere. It can totally. be played at the grocery store or a party today, and it still makes perfect sense. And you go, I know this song. At 100%. I, you know, and I, uh, I mean, look, it's a critic. I'm sure they said the same thing about a lot of different people, you know. But, you know, for me, the fact that here we are, you know, some like over 30 years later, this album is still like you talk to it about it, you know, like it comes up at, at parties or gatherings and, you know, NXS Kick. It's a great album. Yeah. It's a great album. There's, you know, and especially if people start going through it track by track, they're like, what the hell, man? Like this album has every freaking song on here was on the radio at some point. Yeah. I think like seven of them hit the top 10. Like that is insane. And it was so, it's so nice to have like an album. First of all, I think it's a pretty cohesive album too. Like I'm not saying there's a, a story or a narrative, but something works about the songs. Obviously the way, you know, like I think, I think it was the mediate need you tonight. Um, you know, how those songs run right into each other Absolutely. on the album. That video I think is what, what they won the awards for it was. at the uh, so there was also like this I, I don't know this they just kind of had everything all at one time and I think they were kind of earnest and you know in their wanting to make good music yes and there's something um, there's something that still comes through about it I mean it's just I guess it's such a tragedy that Hutchins met such an early end because dude's voice was so good. Oh, absolutely. Fun to listen to, super expressive. And it's just, you know, I, I put, you know, it's, it's funny. I, when you contacted me about talking about this album, I was excited because I literally the week before had played it for my kids for the first time on a road trip. Oh, nice. Didn't quite hit the same way (laughs) (laughs) I wanted it to. So that kind of spoke to, well, maybe it's, you know, I don't know if it's, you know, like kids cup of tea now. But it's certainly of a certain age. Like you can still get into it. Um, oh, I think it's. I think it's. You know, the term I've been using because I don't know which one of the articles I had read that I picked up on, and just this concept of an evergreen song, an evergreen album, and yeah. they're they're there. So very yeah. quickly, another another reviewer who I think gets it wrote. Uh, his name is Cormac Heron from BBC Music. He said, "This is a near flawless collection of songs, and Hutchins Ferris win you over." With anthemic glory. That's beautiful. Hell yes. Beautiful. Yes. I agree with that 100%. But for anyone who doesn't know, let's just do a, a quick rundown of the band. So so if you don't know who In Excess is, and, and maybe some of you don't, you never got into them. Um, we have Michael Hutchins, lead singer, songwriter, who unfortunately died November 22nd of 1997. We won't get into that story. <laughs> then you have the Ferris Brothers. You have Andrew on keyboards, guitars, and and really uh, Michael Hutchins' main songwriting partner. Right. Uh, Tim Ferriss on lead guitar. Very good lead guitar player, by the way. Choosing the right solo for the songs, and we'll get into that a little bit. Brother John on drums, which supposedly is why Niall Rogers ended up hooking up with them a couple records prior, because he heard him drum hmm. and said, this guy's like a drum machine for danceable music. Kirk Pengilly who's all over the record in various different ways uh, on guitar, sax, trumpet, keys, backing vocals. And then finally, the most rock and roll name, 
Gary Gary Beers <laughs> on the bass guitar. So that is the band. So what we're tasked with tonight. So when I was doing last week's episode, I'm like, you know, is is it a perfect album? I, I, I said, I need to go back and listen to it. So I think perfection is, so again, we're talking about subject subjectivity, right? And A plus across the board, I think is exceedingly hard. Like my favorite, you know, uh, Beatles record is Revolver. There's a couple on there that I'm going to say like, that's a, that's a C plus, that's a B. Yeah. And anyone who's out there going, no Beatles songs or Cs. No, they have a few. Um, so we're going to go through this track by track, talk right. about the songs and give our own subjective grades. And then once we get through the album, I'm going to, you know, we'll, we'll edit that part later. We'll do some tabulations. We'll get the average and we'll find out what the grade is. Okay. Now, if you get to an A or better, then you're talking about truly, because I'm, I'm, I'm brutal. Because I'm just like that. And it's just like, right. well, you know, I didn't like the third verse and I don't want to be like that. But I think it's damn close. I think it is damn close. And I've listened to it now no less than probably six, seven times in the past couple of days since we talked about doing this. Okay. Just right going on. track by track. And uh, let's jump into it, man. All right. Let's do it. All right. So the first song on the record in my opinion, is a rough start. It's a rough start. Yeah. And it's guns in the sky. But I will say this, Hutchins is coming out full Mick Jagger on this. I I agree with you. Like, it's not my favorite song on the album. However, it's, um, it's earnest. It's of its time because like, you know, Cold War, everybody, you know, like we don't let's get rid of guns, whatever weapons, mass, you know, it's just and it's it it's out of the gate strong. It's a good riff. It's I a mean, good riff, you know, like to just come right out again. It's it's not my favorite, but I man. Like it's strong. It's a strong it's a. Musically, sonically, it's strong. Yes. Ly- lyrically, it's not as strong. Sonically, I think it's like, I'm like, all right, man, here we go. We're, you know, we're, we're going to go pedal to the metal, you know, on this. Uh, I don't know. It's, For, it's I gotta opening tell you, track. It's, it's the opening track, right. But it should, like, it, you want to always put your best foot forward. Maybe they thought that was their best foot forward. Um, it would not have been my choice. But talking but, about other time. So, so they want to put guns in the sky. Mm-hmm. Someone out there. Ain't gonna like it. Ain't gonna like it. I mean, that is definitely <laughs> speaking of Star Wars, right? Yeah, right, right. But it could be good. Make us love each other. Have to realize I own the future. But then there's a lot of weird da-da-das, that whole da-da-da right. structure right, thing. Right, right, right. And then you you end the last section of the song with this killer heavy guitar. Yeah. It's a yeah. very odd opening track. I, but, but I mean, isn't that kind of I, like it's le- at least it's sort of interesting. It is. I mean, even with the da da da's and the it's the weird sort of visuals that he's describing. I, I that song, and I think I had mentioned this to you before. I think that was one of the first songs that I had heard someone cuss in. Yeah, like as a kid, and it was like shocking, and at the same time, like as a kid, like 
all right. You know, right? Like, look, look, this, dude, this guy is cussing. That's awesome. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It's, again, it's not my favorite of their songs. I don't hate it. And I think it's, you know. It's a table setter, right? It so, is. So we're yeah, talking about a yeah. whole album, right? So I was thinking right. about this as we were going along. There are some songs that are enhanced by their placement. Sure. And when when artists are putting together that final package, yeah. Really part of it is how do the songs flow together? And we've yeah. all heard records just like why why did you put that there? Or right. it, you know, it takes you out of it. Right. It is seamless from first track to last track as far as how they flow together. So I'm going to say that this brings up the grade on Guns in the Sky, but I'm going to put you on the spot first. I'm going to say we're doing like traditional grading, traditional right? grading, no curve. I, you know, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say a B plus a B plus. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty I mean, high. Yeah. I mean, because again, like for me, a lot of, uh, a lot of music for me is, is more emotionally based, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm, you know, I can't tell you who produced what and who did what. And, Oh, listen, there's listen to these, you know, uh, these chord structures. Like it's, that's just not my realm. Mm. My realm is like how it feels when, when I hear something like how it hits and, you know, it's not my favorite song, but I remember playing that tape for the first time and being like, that's, it's pretty dope. Right yeah, on. Let's go. Let's right. see what's next. So in part because of where it is, like I said, it moved it up. So I'm going to give it a B. I'm going to give it a B. Okay. If for no other reason, that final note hits and it goes right into perhaps (laughs) one of the most perfect songs that's ever been written with one of the, the happiest, most upbeat guitar riffs you could ever ask for. So of course I'm talking about a number three hit in new sensation. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dude. Heck yeah, man. New it's sensation. so good. It, I don't care when it comes on. If I hear it come on, I'm into it. It's such a perfect song. It's a perfect pop song. It makes you feel good. It's got a great riff. It's just, it's fun to sing. Like, it's just like, again, there's nothing really complicated about their lyric structure, which is 
you know, some people like complicated lyric structures for songs that people like to seem for an- sing at anthems, shows, concerts, cranking your radio in your car, like just make it easy for people to remember and have a good time. Absolutely. And that song is amazing. But his cadence. So, so <sighs> even the, the, the lyrical structure, right? So it's, it's everyone who knows the song will be like, well, I think that might be my favorite line. And, and I'm just speaking for everyone at this point, but there is something so perfect. It comes right out of the gate. Sleep, baby, sleep, now that the night is over. And the way he says, and the sun comes. Yes. Like, like a, a god. god. That pause oh, man. into it our was, room. All perfect so good. light and promises. Perfect light and promises. That is poetry. It's beautiful, man. It's, it's beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. And it's so fun to hear every time. Because you're right. Like, there's a certain... Uh, there is a certain cadence to the way it comes out and it's just, man, it's just gorgeous. It's a gorgeous line. It's a gorgeous line in any song, Yeah, but it's great to hear it right in the middle, right at the beginning of like this, you know, this great pop album, you know, oh, it's so just good. beautiful. Love baby love is written all over your face. I mean, <laughs> it's okay. I don't, I don't Dude, think we need to belabor this. He, so I'm going to say it's a plus. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, when he yells, love, baby, love. Oh, God. So good, man. And his voice is so clean. Like, it has that nice, uh, it's got a little bit of a breakup in it. You know, like, when you, it, it sounds like it's straining, but it's not. It's just awesome. It's awesome. You know, I always kind of looked at it that, um, you know, one of his contemporaries, and again, it's not to, to juxtapose people, but um, gosh, now I'm drawing a blank on his name. Um the dude um, from Simply Red. Um, uh, yes. You know, where when they get into that higher register, when they're yeah. really belting, it seems yeah. like they're straining, but they're actually completely under control. Yeah. And yeah. it's that, it's very R&B. Yeah, totally. Totally. And, and for all the comparisons to Jagger, he can, Michael Hutchins can sing yeah. rings around Mick Jagger. Totally. I mean, just. Yeah. That song. Mwah. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. So then, and this is what's so curious, when you look at the track listing versus their chart position, right? So New Sensation went number three, and I think that was either the second, I think that was the, no, I think it might have been the fourth single. Um, okay. So New Sensation went uh, peaked at number three, Devil Inside is next. At number two, Devil Inside and I'm going to let you you come out of the gate on this one, on Devil Inside. So Devil Inside was like as a, like as a 12-year-old kid, you like you I didn't quite understand everything they were talking about in it. But I knew it was things I probably shouldn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. It, which kind of made it more intriguing. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, it had the word devil in it. It's <laughs> like right, right in the, you know, the title. So I was like, well, there's obviously something here I'm not getting, but this song is pretty good. Um, I think that song's incredible. I, I really do. I, you know, the, uh, like even just content wise, like his discussion of excess and all of that, like, I, I think it's a really, I think it's a really solid song and it's just got a great driving sort of rhythm. Yeah, absolutely. It that uh it just um i don't know man it just care it just carries you forward 
whether you want to or not into the song. It's just like you're kind of riding on that rhythm as it as it kind of carries forward. I just I think it's a spectacular song. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful song. The word that I wrote down is that it's actually patient. Mm. It's a patient song. So yeah. each verse into chorus, right? So let's say you haven't heard it for, for 10 years. Right. And you go into it cold. You keep expecting that little guitar flourish that din, din, yep. din, din. that doesn't come until mm-hmm. the third verse. And it's yeah. it's actually building and adding these little layers. So anyone, if you know what I mean, when you listen to the song, there's this little Tim Ferriss guitar piece that way at the end and you're anticipating it. So now that you know it, you're anticipating it. Yeah, yeah. And it builds and it builds throughout the song. But what's so great, you're talking about being a kid. I remember hearing this lyric and going, I know what they're talking about. Here comes the woman. Yeah. With the look in her eyes, she's raised on leather with flesh on her mind. Yeah, man. I remember that lyric. What? (laughs) Words as weapons sharper than knives makes you wonder how the other half dies. But here's where the patience really comes, right? So you're you're at that same basic pace, right? The whole song, the the, the rhythmic structure. But then it kicks in. To what I can only describe as a Elton John Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, dun, yeah, dun, yeah, dun, dun. yeah. It, it just completely changes the yeah. tone and tenor for that that last third of the song. But yeah. It has this, that's where I mean this patience. And it's yeah. so spectacular, it's the buildup. It is a great build. And I, I love all the little uh, weird little flourishes that Hutchins would do. Like at the beginning, he does that, that, uh, uh, that little, you know, that like, little Prince thing he does. Yeah, man. It's so, it was, I don't know. Like it just makes those little bitty things that he drops in from time to time. are just great, man. But yeah, that, um, I agree. I agree with your assessment of it being very patient because it does build, you know, it builds very slowly, like it, almost like a narrative. Like he tells these little vignettes, like each yes. verse before it builds into that, like sort of crescendo which sort of makes sense with the song, uh, but it's great. Yeah, so it's a fantastic song. Again, one of those songs as a kid, I was like, I don't know what any of this is about, but I think I like it. But I think I like it. <laughs> and like the video is, it's a bit bawdy. Yeah, And they 100%. go right yeah. in for it, yeah. you know? Yep. yep. There's some gorgeous young lady I remember being yeah. in the video. She's obviously right, the one right. who's raised on leather. Right. <laughs> All right. So, Daniel, what is your grade for Devil Inside? Uh, I'm going to give Devil Inside an A. A. I yeah. think I'm there with you. Like, I'm I'm right there with A+. Plus. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm right there, but I think yeah, it's an I, A. I get it. Yep. Yep. But I think there's one later on that you're going to be surprised by that I grade very, very high. But okay. we will All get right. there. So, next can only be described as the big hit, right? (laughs) Yeah. And this was the one that has... uh... Okay, so here's the question. Before we jump into the song. So everyone, the song is Need You Tonight, which was ranked number one, ranked, uh, charted at number one. However, in your opinion, is it a standalone or do you need Mediate to really fulfill the whole thing? So it's not like we are the champions, we will rock you. No, not at all. Uh, I think it's a standalone song. I mean, the whole Mediate thing, if I remember correctly, was sort of an accident. 
the way it bled into each other. And they, it, it, and if I remember correctly, the timing was so good on it. Like they blended so well, they just left it. But it, I don't know that it was written particularly as, Hey, th- let's make these two songs into one song. Um, Need You Tonight, I think, is 100% a standalone song, as I think Mediate's a standalone song. I mean, Mediate, I think, is better with the intro, uh, but um, it's 100% a standalone song and a damn good standalone song at that. It is. You know, what I wrote down for this was, this song drips sex. Oh, Drips it. And it's like, your moves are so raw. I've got to let you know, you're one of my kind. You're one of my kind. That's... Go ahead, dude. It's so no, man. It's just it's so good. Again, that song is so fun to sing. Uh, it's just you, it because it does like it. It just oozes sensuality. Yeah, and um, without sort of crossing over into like crassness. I, I don't mm-hmm. know how to like explain it, but. Um, there's something about you, girl, that makes me sweat. Like, Absolutely. That is such a good line. It is. Why? Because I feel like a lot of us know that feeling. Human you know? trait. Like, oh, my God. Like, and it was just so well expressed. Not just like, like sonically through the music, but his voice is so great. I think that particular song, his voice is super expressive of like what's going on within the song. And it's just, and he's so good. He's a master at it. He's yeah. He leans into this sultry register. Yeah. 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 Totally. But the part that I think um, takes it from being crass is that kind of call to answer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. What yep. do you think? And yeah. He, and, but that's in the higher register. Like he's answering yeah. himself. Right. In, right. A, in a different whole call character. response. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I can imagine. I've never seen them live. I don't yeah. know if you ever had an opportunity to so, but I can imagine an entire crowd full of people, and he does that, and the whole place. I'm lonely. You know what right. I mean? Like just yeah. out of their minds. God, the uh, yeah, the I'm lonely. The the lone I'm lonely. You know that that eventually happens. It's so good, man. Because <laughs> it's got that that heartbreak to it, right? So, yeah, totally. So he's, he's, totally. He's being all sultry and oh, the whole time, but then. Where is that coming from? What's this place yeah. that's coming from? And then when you realize the biography of the man, right? And what yeah. actually happens, this is a weird foreshadowing in a way. He's this oh, lonely man. Totally. And he's totally. already six albums in, huge yeah. star in his home country and the yeah. UK and becoming huge in the United States. That lonely is so authentic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's raw. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Oh, that absolutely guy. right. You know, so I, I was talking about, you know, the, the call and response, but I'm uh, taking a quick, quick break here. I believe that had Michael Hutchins not passed on, they would be one of the rarefied air bands that does stadiums. I tend to agree. I mean, I think I, they would have gotten there. I think they would have, too. They were obviously extremely talented. Um, I think the their writing duo was proving themselves to be very good at like um you know putting out some quality music quality fun music you know pop music you know in terms of uh appealing to a, a lot of people and i it man it was a this is just i mean that it's just a tragedy it's a tragedy in as much as that we don't get to kind of experience that talent and that sort of energy and that fun 
that he it felt very much like he was like you're you're right he's a superstar but like long term like one of the the people that still are doing things still affecting culture mm. um but just wasn't to be man it's a bummer man so yeah need you tonight what's your grade a plus a plus I, plus. I, is there, I is there an here. A triple plus? I don't even know, man. Well, you know, it's it, it could be the honors class because you know this one is right. a master class, right? And, yeah. and I, I'd put new sensation up there too, but I agree, A plus, both of those. Um, which then brings us to mediate. So just a, a record structure again. So yes, the the beats line up, and you know they did the companion yeah. video, but from a album flow perspective, this is a perfect place for it. Dude, it's amazing. It's amazing. It was like kind of a place to kind of take a rest for a second. Everybody just take a break before we like take off again. Sure. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's delivery. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, no, it, because it's like you, you've kind of, I mean, they, they kind of hit it right from the gate. Right. And you've been on like this, this go, go, go. And then all of a sudden they give you like this, uh, this place to kind of stand on and pause, you know, and it's a really interesting song. It is you know? like, it's a, I mean, some people might call it gimmicky, but you know, like in just in terms of like the rhyme scheme or whatever, but it's a really interesting song that, you know, brings like some of their politics into it. it it's um, their, the, the companion video well, obviously was based on Dylan's uh, subterranean homesick blues. That's right. Where, you know, and even down to the misspellings on the cards and things like that. It was interesting. I mean, it was definitely concept. And I, I mean, but you're right in terms of the pacing of the album, it was kind of great to like bring the level down before they get ready to like, kind of take it back up to the next hill on the roller coaster. Absolutely. And then once again, talk about a theme on this record. Like pretty Kate has sex ornate, crazy yeah. line, but yeah, you know, man. they're, they're all annihilate yeah. all the, you know, desolate, yeah. right, but then it's right. like, got to have that sex line in there. That's right. It's not going right. to be me I if I don't I got it it's in there, man. Of, yeah. Hutchins has always got to get some kind of weirdly dark I, I and just sexual in there. <laughs> got to add it in. And then the other note that I yeah, have here. You're right. Like the rest of it's like, you know, talking about the conversate, the animals we ate, you know, <laughs> guilt debate. You know, like, right? it's just like it's all like issues, and then it's like pretty Kate have sex ornate. It's just like, all right, man. Let's... <laughs> and guess... for the longest time, because I thought it was, you know, uh, uh, when I was younger, you know, I, I didn't look up the lyrics, right? We didn't even have that te- yeah. technology yeah. unless you had the album, right? And I, for the longest time, I thought it was because the Aussie accent, and he was trying to say pretty Kate has sex all night, but it's like, he's like trying to, he's trying to make like it fit the rhyme scheme. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to make it fit here, man. Uh, yeah, totally, man. <laughs> but, but the other note I have here, and it comes up a couple times, but this is, and, and maybe this is why, you know, you're talking about, you played it for your kids, right? Now me, you, we, we're of this time. So we're mm-hmm. very comfortable with the saxophone. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you finally broached this. You know, because there's a whole lot of saxophone. There's a lot of saxophone, man. And like, even at the end of this, yeah, there's, yeah, just a nice little interlude. 
But I mean, that is some 80s saxophone all throughout there, but it doesn't sound dated to me. I agree. You know, because there is, there are some 80s songs where I'm like the saxophone comes in and I'm like, God, what, why stop right? with the saxophone for whatever reason, I'm totally comfortable with it on this album because it feels like it's, it's well integrated. It's not overused. Mm-hmm. It seems to fit. Um, but yeah, man, there's a lot of saxophone. <laughs> and it's it's used mostly as it should be as a blues instrument. Right. It's it's meant to be emotive. Yeah. Here it's meant to just be kind of um I don't know, it's it's lush and yeah. it's just this yeah. little flourish, little yeah. addition to it. And I think it works really, really well. Um I, I once had a conversation with a friend that said the song How Do I Talk to an Angel? by uh, Jamie Waters from 90210 mm-hmm. was the last great saxophone solo <laughs> of the era. And that was like 94 right. or something. It's like, right, no, we're right. done. We're done. That's it. Yeah, Sax is done. We're, we're finished. We're good. <laughs> uh, so, so mediate. What do you, what do you give that for a grade? Uh, mediate. I, I'm going to say. Lucky land casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I, I'm going to say a B plus. It's not, it's not an A for me. But, I mean, it's a great song. Uh, and like I said, I like what they were doing with the video. I just thought it was interesting. I didn't even, I'm going to be honest, when I was 12, 11 and 12, I knew who Bob Dylan was. I had no idea that that's what that whole video was based on. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then, you know, as you get older and you become more musically educated, I was like, oh, that's where they got that. Uh, so I think that was interesting that they were even trying some different stuff like that. Because most of the videos at the time were kind of garbage. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were fine for the time, but they weren't really pushing, I don't know, any artistic boundaries for sure. the most part. Some were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a B plus. I mean, it's it's not my favorite song, but it's it's a good song. And again, I think structurally within the album, it's kind of perfect, you know, where it sits. It is. So I'm going to go with a B, and that is with a markup. Um, I, I probably would have had it at a B minus if, if it's all by itself. Because okay. it wouldn't be a song okay. that yeah. I'm just like, you know what I'm going to listen to from NXS? I'm just going to listen to Mediate. That 100%. It'd be weird. Right. But I the, agree. The markup, though, is for the video and the yeah. presentation and yeah. how they were kind of packaged together and how great it was. So yeah. uh, you have a B I plus agree. and I have a, a B. So the next one is a weird one. It's a cover song. And I will admit I've never heard the original version. And I keep keep meaning to do so, but I just haven't pulled the trigger right. on it. And we have the loved one which is a cover by the Aussie band, The Loved Ones. Right. Um, 
you you want to you want to kick us off on this one, Daniel? Uh, I I'm going to tell you this is not one of my favorite songs. I don't I it is if I'm in a good mood and I'm listening to the album and I'm really vibing on it. I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes I go to the next track. It's just not <laughs> one of my favorite songs. I mean, it's fine. Uh, maybe, maybe the fact that it is a cover. Uh, I didn't even know it was a cover at the time, but like it just, for some reason for me, it just doesn't fit. It's the one song where for me, it just doesn't quite fit, but that's, that's me. What do you think? See, it's funny because um I don't know if I'd go and listen to it yeah. on its own, but it, but I think it does fit. And the reason being is that one, it's got this nice kind of um, uh, bluesy R&B feel to it, very much of when it was written. But yeah. talk about more lines for Hutchins to bite on. Her dread, her red dress on, her long black hair, like how he says it, and then how it goes into that chorus, well, I love her. So it's just, there's that... There, now, there is there is a vibe to it, but I only agree. because he's injecting it. Because they're kind of doing paint by the numbers as far as uh, original. Well, I haven't listened I, to the original. Yeah, it's it's a very standard blues structure. Yes, you know, like that song. I, okay, maybe I'm being a little harsh on the song <laughs> because yes, it's a very standard blues structure, and y- y- he's very much uh, like got that sort of Jagger esque swagger. For the for the verses, the chorus I love. Like quite honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, like um, chorus what is pretty it? good. I so I want you now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like all of that. Like he does give it. He, I will agree with you that he gives a very simple song, like a lot of life, but it has m- more to do for me with his verbal presentation of it. Absolutely. Like, um, so I. I mean, it's again, like I, it is, uh, it's not one, it's not one of my favorites. I don't hate the song. It's just, sometimes I'm like, this is almost, uh, it feels a little slow to me or something, Mm. but like, but artificially like that, um, it just, the, the rest of the album is so like almost dance pop driven. And this is, and I got no problem with like blues driven music at all. Not that it was super bluesy, but it is a very um, straightforward sort of blues riff in terms of like the way they're, you know, presenting it. But um, yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm being a little harsh on it. It's just not my favorite. It's not my favorite song. I do. I, I do like the chorus. Now that you say it, like I do love that chorus. It is a good chorus, man. It is. And I think that's his delivery is great. And I think they probably heard it when they were younger. Yeah. And like, that's a hook. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and yeah. I love it. And we want to do a, a, a nice homage to it. Uh, and they just gave it a little bit of something. Yeah. But yeah, just long black hair and that, how he says it. Like, just, yeah. he's, it's, it's Michael Hutchins. An evil child, the way he says evil child. <laughs> yes. It is good, man. Now, yeah, there are, it's got its moments now that I'm kind of, I'm listening to it in my head. Yeah. Now, that being said, so I'm going to go first in the grading here. Yeah. I, I got to admit, this is probably, oh, I, I'm not sure I can, I can give it a B though. I, I think it's average. I think I it's think average. It's... I think it's a C, I'll give it a C plus for Michael Hutchins. Uh, man. I, you know what? I think I'm 
I feel bad, but I think I'm right there with you. Like, I love everything Hutchins does with the song. It's just ordinary. It's ordinary. I mean, yeah, it's just like... Because it's not theirs. Right. But that's... I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, it, like I like it, but it... Like, I think it might be the one time where you're sort of like... And again, I had no idea it was a cover at the time, but it just felt sort of disjointed from the songs that sort of came prior to it, which sounded very um, modern, at least for the time, you know? Absolutely. And then, and then all of a sudden, like, it was a very recognizable sort of, like, old blues structure, which is... There's nothing wrong with that. It just... Just wasn't my favorite. I'm trying to look and see if it has the. Yeah, so I, I think so. This is the days, and I'm imagining the people who do listen to this are are, are of our age, because um, kids today have no idea that record labels are a thing, and right, that like right. they dictate. <laughs> yeah. So, twelve songs, forty minutes. I'm sure they were like, "Hey, man, we need another song. Like, yeah. what do you got? Hey, mates, no. what do you like?" Uh, hey, what about that loved one song? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. And maybe it was a staple of their live set back in the day when yeah. they were up and comers. And they said, right. you know what? Screw it. Right. We need another, you know, three minutes. But it is. It's it's album filler. Yeah, it feels like it a little bit. It has like those little moments on there that are really good. But as far as the whole song, it's just like, eh, it's all right. So this is what's tough because we're talking about an album that that on on the whole, you sit down, you listen to it. I kind of feel like you have almost their version of of the loved one next. Now, this is just my opinion. So next yeah. is wildlife. And and my my note here says it's it's an unoffensive album track mm-hmm. that has a very nice keyboard interlude. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't a lot of meat on that bone. Yeah. What do you what do you think? Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I think I think that's a it's a pretty good dis- it's a pretty apt description. Um, there's nothing really amazing about it. It's it's good. I mean, as far as like a pop song, it's yeah. great. Yeah. You know, like I got no issues with it. Uh, I can hear the keyboard interlude you're talking about. It is good. Um, it's got some cool. I don't know. Like, there's lines in it that I I don't know why they're cool, but like I love when he says. Um, what is it? It's not bad until it's bad enough. Like there's just little, they're, they're phrases yeah, yeah. that again, I think a lot of what makes some of their ordinary songs good has a lot to do with their front man. Like mm-hmm. he's just really good at, um, at, at making kind of regular songs sound better because he sounds better. You know, like his, definitely his, his delivery is good. Obviously, his vocal quality is good, but just the his phrasing is really good, and he just makes ordinary lyrics sound like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." Um, but yeah, that that song is it's not bad. It's a it's not one that I turn on. It's not one I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna listen to Wildlife." Yeah, you know, that's my jam. Right. I don't know that it's anybody's jam, but you know, it's you all know right. what? Somebody's. So that's always what's weird. I'm always telling my wife that every time we watch some awful, awful movie or listen to some terrible song, I'm like, hey, man, there's a lot of people in this world. And that's someone's favorite song. And that weirds me out, man. Yes. <laughs> like, are you hearing right. with your ears? Right. Like, I don't understand. Uh, right. Believe right. me, I, I've been trying recently to to try and listen to some of the kids stuff. Yeah. I, I, I have been. 
And yeah. I, I try and I'm like, but no, this isn't good. I know. It's I know. Just some not. of it is. Some of it's good. And like some of it's just like, I get it. I get it. It's not mine, but I get it. But I also, I guess it's a function of age, man. I feel like my new music has like closed off at a certain year, you know, where it's like, I'm great with everything behind it, but anything in front of it, I'm like, I don't know. It's fine, I guess. So this is a, a big digression and we'll, we'll, we'll go back to this, but um, I drive my kids crazy with the fact that the new music that I do listen to yeah. is independent hip hop. Yeah. But right. what's cool about independent hip hop is that they're rap rapping mm-hmm. and they'll be like, this is just all rapping. Where's, where's the chorus? Where's the hook? I'm like, well, Oh wow. So well, it's just like sort of all freestyle, like no. Some of no, it has choruses. Yeah, so, yeah. so I, I've I've played it for you before, but like my favorite artist is Yellow Wolf, and okay, Yellow yeah, Wolf yeah. Right, was with right. a, a young man called Kasky. Uh, yeah. Two years ago, they did an album called Black Sheep, and it is like a definitely an homage Atlanta old school, you know, Master P, and it's just a freaking killer record from yeah. start to finish, you know. Right on. And I like play yeah. that, and, and the kids will be like. No, I'm sorry. Your boy's not good. And I'm like, you know what? You're you're in trouble. You're, you're uh, dead wrong. <laughs> because my guy, Kid Rap, rings right. around your guy, Drake. Okay? And that's not me hating on Drake, anyone. Um, but it's not my thing. Um, Drake's good at – Drake's got good hooks, you know? He's like, got good hooks. That's I mean, that's really what it boils down to. You know? And if you could write uh, – He's no Nas. He's no, you know, like – Nas is a lyricist, right? Yeah, he's a lyricist. Yellow Wolf's a lyricist. Jay-Z is is actually probably one of the most well-rounded as far as hooks, cadence, just all of it. 100%. Yep, yep. And I know that you are a fan of the man called Ye. Ye. I I am. Well, Whatever you want to call him. He's kind of gone off the rails uh, musically in the last, you know, few years. Like, I... There's definitely a cutoff, but... As crazy as that man is, there's no denying the influence that he had on the hip hop like genre. Uh, and like uh, you know, every time a, a, an album would drop, it sort of changed the landscape. Absolutely, so. but I maintain that Bristol Palin is a better MC. Um, <laughs> so, what is your grade, Daniel, for the wildlife? So, so wildlife, I think I, I'm definitely C plus. C plus. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to give a C and it'll average out and, and we'll be all set. Okay. So now, I mean, this is, is I, you know, I don't want to act, you know, all like a cliche or anything, but I will say that the song that was number seven on seven to me is just a standout track of any era, any time period, vocally, musically. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. I think this might be my favorite song on the album. I think it wow. is my favorite song on the album. And man, it's got some saxophone for you. Yeah. Never tear us apart. Never tear us apart, man. And I was Perfect. I was hoping you were going to mention the saxophone because, man, there's a lot of saxophone in there. But oh. it's like really sexy, swanky saxophone, it's man. It's really good. heartbreaking. <laughs> it's from a real place. It's just like yeah. when, a, when a singer really builds up, right? Yeah. really comes from the diaphragm. There's something about a great saxophone player too, when they're equally feeling the same emotion that's yeah. coming through the lyrics. And instead of yeah. having it come through the, the, you know, their, their vocal cords, it's blown through this, this saxophone. 100%, and man, man, oh man, 
100%. Kirk Pengilly kills it on here. Yeah. That that song is is incredible. I mean, it is it's it's beautiful in terms of structure. It's beautiful lyrically. His delivery is kind of flawless in it. I I think it is a uh, I think it's just absolutely gorgeous. I think it's one of the best love songs, certainly of that time. Um, like you can feel like those emotions of like meeting someone and thinking, you know, or knowing that it's going to be forever. Yeah. Like I, it's just, it's, there's a lot of emotion in that song and it comes through both sonically, like you're saying through the sax, through the saxophone, through the, uh, through the music but again i have to go back hutchins voice and delivery is so spot on for that that song in particular it's got a lot of yearning in it it's got a lot of earnestness it's got a lot of longing it's just it's wonderful it's a wonderful song you know it it really is and you know the the vocal performance it actually continues all the way through the fade out mm-hmm. so even yeah. as you're going to the fade out He's still doing the, you know, I'm not going to sing on the podcast, but it's like, you know, he, he's, he's, ah, uh, right. Yeah. All, all yeah. the way through the yeah. song. And like, that's yeah. such a commitment to yeah. just start to finish. We're going to, we're going to keep going. And I just, before I, I actually screwed it up, I wanted to make sure I get this, this lyric correct, because I was boasting to myself that this is one of those songs that, you know, I know every word to every time. It's just yeah. instant. Right. But then when you don't have the song on, it's like, so I told you that we could fly because we all have wings, but some of us don't know why. Don't know why. And yeah. it's just so beautiful. And so you, you yeah. said it, it's, it's longing, it's plaintive. Um, but there's also something that, and you're probably gonna be like, dude, I've never heard that in my life. Um, I've always thought that this song, that guitar line or the bass, whatever it is, doom, doom, mm-hmm. doom, doom, Always reminded me of uh, Big Log era Robert Plant. There's something about that guitar tone yeah. that I'm always yeah. just like it's it's yeah. pseudo Zeppelin esque. Yeah, yeah, it's this lush yeah ballad. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's so interesting. Um, but I'm gonna start the, the the grading on this A plus. It's an A plus. A+. Yeah, A+. it is. It is. It is one. It is hands down. One of the uh, top songs on the album. It's just gorgeous. It's a gorgeous song. I mean, I, one of the top a, songs ever. Yeah, maybe. I, you're right. You're right. Ever. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. it should be it's in gorgeous. some, I don't know, is it in one of the registries or whatever? Because <laughs> right. it, it should be. And, you know, Library of Congress. Jason, seriously. That's where it belongs. La- Library of Congress. And then even if it's the Australian Library of Congress, <laughs> right, I don't right, care. Right. Whatever. As long as it's one of them. But there's at least three songs on here, maybe four. That need to be enshrined if they haven't been. That, so and that's absolutely one of them. Write your Congress people. Yeah. Okay, so the next track I would have to say is one of, and maybe not a, a, a sleeper for me, but definitely probably one of my favorites. And it was certainly released as a single, but I'm going to let you kick this one off. So Mystify. I got to tell you, man, I love that song. I know it's not the hugest song off that album, but Mystify, I think, is just 
there's an energy behind it, like uh, an, like an almost like a like an anxious energy, like yeah, to get into it. The piano is oh, the piano. dope as hell. It's just I, every time it starts, I wish I had a piano in my car because I want <laughs> to play it along with it because it is it is just. I don't even know how, like, what genre to to kind of put that song in because I'm not. I mean, it's it's sort of rock and roll. I mean, I guess it is. You it's know? like out of a saloon in a western. I don't right. Totally, totally honky tonk. Totally, maybe. Yes, yes, and like the again the 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 way lyrically it starts and it gets richer. You know, it's very it's very sparse right at the beginning. Yeah. Until he gets into that first mystify me. And then, you know, there's like a shouting in the back. And then he does one more mystify me. And then everybody comes in. And I'm just like, dude, that is oh, perfect beginning to a song. Absolutely. It's perfect. Absolutely. It's perfect. But then they have lyrics like all veils in misty. Yeah. Streets of blue. Dude, that's. Almond yeah. looks. Almond that, looks. I, we all get it. God. That chill divine. Yes. Dude. I get lyrically, this may be one of their best songs. Because Absolutely. you're like the like the imagery in, in those lyrics, like that, it's so it's so good. It it's poetry. It's evocative. It's poetry, man. It, it is evocative. It, it gives right, you man. that mind's that picture in your mind's eye. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. But then to be like all those stars that shine upon you will they kiss yeah. you every night. I mean, but when he's singing those, the way it's like building, yes. and building, it's so good, man. It's so good. I think this. So again, I don't. I think this made it just outside of the top forty, and I'm like, what it, is wrong with you people? Man, I get it because I do love the other songs, but they're like I have like a little special place in my heart for this song in particular. Absolutely, it, it is just amazing it's amazing it really is anyone go listen so i'm gonna say this is i'm not sure a plus but i definitely it's an a it's a solid freaking a it, no you it know, might be a plus i'm going a plus <laughs> i just i'm doing it yeah, I'm it's a plus because it's it's i think structurally it's so good and dun, the way the dun, music dun, slows dun. down like you know, for him to do the mystify me, like it just, everything kind of like, that lets him do that. It gives him some breathing space to do that. And then all like, then the other instruments come in. It's just great. It's such a great build, man. It, it's it really a great is. build. It's a, it's a tune that you could be driving, just driving somewhere. And it's a driving tune, literally. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Mystify. 100%. So good. All right. So the next song we have is the title track. Which, which, by the way, the, the, the title of the album is Kick. This right. song is Kick, but they have said Kick throughout this album. In, right. In little spots here and there. Throwing out a kick here or there. That's right. And in fact, Kick was one, if, again, it's been a long time since I've read anything about these guys. I believe Kick was one of the last songs they wrote for the album because they needed more songs on the album <laughs> and they decided to go with kick because kick had been, they'd already decided on the album name mm. because they had mentioned kick. Like you said, like in several other songs. And so kick, if I'm not mistaken, was one of the last songs written um, for the album. And again, it is 
for me, it's not my favorite song on the album. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good driving pop tune, man. You know, like there's, I, I kind of put it in the non, non-offensive like pop tunes. Like I like it, you know, it's not my go-to song. I think it's got a cool refrain. Sometimes you kick, sometimes you get kicked. It's like a great that, chorus. Like that chorus is, that's pretty, that's a, that's a great chorus. I like hearing him sing it. Um, it's a yeah. dance number. It's a dance number. But what yeah. I what I could put here, it sounds like a Bond theme. Dude, yes. Right? 100% it's a Bond theme. And it, 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 it comes right in like that. Dude, and you're and like, whoa, a, this well, is kick 007. Look, man. I kind of like the fact they go, they're just like, hey, man, we got the saxophone. What if we get like a thousand more horns and put it in here? All of them. Let's do it. It's, get all the horns. It's, it, it does work. Like this. It does. No, you're right. I mean, when, when, when that comes in, it's just like, all right, man. I'm in. Horns. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, so I actually, I actually, so I'm curious where, where you're going to go with this because I actually think it's a B. I, no, I think it's a B. It's obviously a B. Um, yeah, it's a it's a solid B for me. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good title track. It just it kind of comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it, it's a little bit. Well, you know, coming off of Mystify, right? No, right. it's right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I was going back to Mystify. <laughs> Everybody, <laughs> listen. Get after you finish this podcast. Mystify. Listen to it. Over and over. Think over I can get over. the rights to the song? No, probably not. Uh, <laughs> that'd be a killer opening song. Dun, 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 dun. Oh. So good. So so next up, we have a song that I'm going to say might be a little underappreciated. And that is Calling All Nations. Mm-hmm. Because it is a party song. It's dance song it is upbeat it is positive and you know you want to talk about a little piece of uh, of advice you've got to find some to, some time and devote it to you yep and then that that chorus or refrain so come on down to the party yeah it's it just it it's, sinks it's, right in man yeah it's a great party song it's a uh, it, it 100% everything you said right on it's a great party song. I think it is underrated. Um, I love the little guitar riff, the little like jangly, you know, guitar. Yeah, riff jangly. They do. Um, it's it's super catchy. It's got that. Um, it's it, it has that like yeah. It's got that party song quality. If yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. There's, again, it, and I know it, we're beating a dead horse on this one. Hutchins Cadence. And God, just, I know. And it just, he's, he's, he's calling you. Yeah. For this party. Right. Right. And I'm Come down. on down. If Michael Hutchins asks you to go to a party, you go. Yes. Just, you don't. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so Stay away from the belts. <laughs> and, and don't go near Kylie or, uh, so, um, I'm going to say so there's not, there's not a lot to go over with, with calling all nations, but no. I'm, I'm going to say that's, that's a B. I, I agree with that. I agree. Just a B. And now we have arrived at the final track, the final track. 
And I just have to tell you, and I and I don't curse on the podcast, so I'm trying to control myself. This is a great effing song. And I don't know why this wasn't released as a single. And maybe I'm just out of my mind. And I just think it's so good. And this is See? Tiny this is, Daggers. Right. I know. Right. So it's funny, Jason. I knew we were going to deviate at some point. <laughs> We made it pretty far, man. We made it a long way. We made it a long way, which is incredible. But here we are at the home stretch. And really, Tiny Daggers is such a lame song. Oh, oh, no. okay. Maybe lame is a little harsh. It is after Calling All Nations is over. I'm like, oh, well, the album's over. <sighs> I don't get Tiny Daggers. I don't. I mean, I. I would put it in the non-offensive. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't. It's just, it's it's tiny daggers. It's, I don't know. I feel like it's just like, ah, let's put this song at the end. What do you love about it? That opening and, and the ever stop to wonder. And again, I'm not going to deign to do that. Um, yeah. Mm, good holy opening. shit. That's a good, that's a good opening. I can hear it. That's a good opening. And you kind of no like, doubt about it. wait a minute. So, and and maybe it almost doesn't fit with the rest of the song, but it's just so killer. Like it is such a unique it's, and interesting vocal line. So again, maybe this is the the singer no, it's really and lyricist. Catchy. Yeah, it's really catchy. Who put the tiny daggers in your heart? I, I mean, it's it's really good. And then there's this great, simple Tim Ferriss guitar solo mm-hmm. that is so appropriate. So the the best guitar solos. They're not trying to do too much other than just right. serve the song. Right. And this is amazing. An amazing guitar solo. But that ever stopped to wonder. And they, they do it a few times. And it's almost like it, it should be where you're going into the chorus because of, of yeah. the sound of it. Oh, dude, I love this song. And, and I don't think I'd ever really listened to it. I yeah. don't think I ever really listened to it. And doing these run-throughs the past few days, I'm like, Tiny Daggers is really freaking good. What a great closing number. And I'm going to tell you right now, Daniel, I'm giving that an A. I am giving it an A because right. I love that freaking song. All right. I You're making me want to listen to it again <laughs> because I got to tell you, it's just one that I, I kind of tracked through that last song. But yeah. maybe all these years. But you're right. Like, I do know the opening the opening words to it, I'm like, oh, that's, it does have a nice strong start. Um, I'm going to give it, because I don't find anything offensive about it. <laughs> it's not hard to listen to. I'm going to give it a B minus. B minus. I'm going to give it a B minus. With the stipulation that I could revisit it. Like, I'd like to listen to it again, because I feel like I haven't heard it enough again, because I typically stop. <laughs> but um, I'll keep going that tomorrow I'm going to listen to it again. Yeah. It's just, if it, I can find a new understanding, it keeps hooking me and I'm just like, yeah. okay. Wow, what All right, is man. It? And I keep thinking about that vocal line, that vocal melody. And I'm like, how, how did he get that? And I'm, and I'm trying to find what it reminded me of. Right. And normally I can find something that's kind no, of it, analogous. There is something familiar about it. Right. Yeah, there is something familiar about it. But I just can't. Like in a good way where it's, yeah, yeah. 
I had to do some editing tonight. I don't normally do that, but I screwed up the grading. I've screwed up All the right, grading. Where are we at? Where are we so at? So I've man? gone back and I said there's way too low because guess what? Um, I got the uh, B's and B minuses. I screwed those up. Okay. So I had them at the the B's as 80s when that's the oh. A, that's the that's the B minus. That's right. That's right. So we've actually come out, and man, we're talking about just making it. <laughs> hey, a ninety. Point four, a ninety point four. Now, now, Hell depending yeah. on where you are, I mean, that's that's a <laughs> solid A minus. I a think range. if it would have gone, a, a, that's a, in the A range. That is an A range. <laughs> I knew there were two. So, so everyone, just kind of a recap. We had one, two, three, four. We had four hundreds. We had saw four that's songs that were A pluses. You know what I mean? So uh, I was like, wait a minute, the number came up way too low, and it didn't make sense, even with you know, the couple of C's that we had, but, you know, I mean, start to finish really with the exception of like the mid part of the record. Right. So really that, that middle part was where we had back to back C range stuff with the loved one and the wildlife. Right. Everything else we had one. Now those were the, those were the, the big losers on the record. Yeah. And even then, if yeah. I'm going to go for a, a listen to the whole thing as I'll a journey. I'll still listen to them. I'll still listen to them. You know? Like, there's well, you're going to listen to Tiny Daggers now. <laughs> the Tiny Daggers I will listen to now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is the that is the dive into, you know, uh, the, the first episode that I'm doing where I'm on this search. Is there a perfect record? And I'm just not sure that one exists because of everything that we talked about tonight, whether it's record labels, whether it's filler, oh shit, we need another song, or a band that had almost everything, but they, maybe the next record was the coalescing mm-hmm. one, but then mm-hmm. they had to throw on the, the cover. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that it exists, but I'm on a quest to find it. But again, it's a very subjective thing, which is why it's not something I can do on my own. Because I need to have other voices, other perspectives. And who knows? Maybe there's somebody out there who's listening to this going, I don't know. Wildlife? That's an A, man. That is like the best thing. Just best like we were saying earlier. Ever. Uh, the loved one? <laughs> I, man, this is even better than the original. I'm like, you know the original? And like, yeah, man, it's a classic. Um, right, right. But there's something for everyone. Um, so, again, give, give me your feedback of any bands, uh, songs, uh, albums. Really love to hear that. Um, so Daniel, this has been really great. I'm so glad that I finally got you on the show, um, because you're the perfect guy for this. And I just, I knew I needed, (laughs) I needed to listen to this record. So I beseech everyone, please listen to kick, just listen to kick start to finish. I recommend doing it in your car. 100%. Yes. Just turn it up loud. Turn it up. Turn it up. You got a sunroof? Open it. Yeah, open it up. And just go driving. Listen to it. You will have a blast. Don't skip Mystify. It's the best song. Oh, (laughs) shit. Just start with Mystify. (laughs) Hit hit your shuffle. No, no. You got to do it in order. You do. You have to go in order. They're all there for a reason. They're all there for a reason. They are. They are. So I I, I just got to say, you know, you got anything to promote, Daniel? Uh, no, not at all. Just everybody take care of themselves. That's it. You know, I was asking that just because, you know, I'm just going to put over Daniel for, for a minute. You know, 
a kind of Renaissance man who 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 kind of you know underselling. Does some amazing photography. Do some really great work. You do some really cool things. Thanks, um, man. So Thanks, man. just want to put that out there. Um, so how do you find me? So I am on uh, Facebook uh, at Stuck in the Middle, a Gen X podcast. I'm a Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at StuckPodX. You can email me at StuckInTheMiddlePod at Yahoo.com. By all means, please go ahead, uh, like, subscribe, leave comments. I'd really appreciate it. And until next time, later, slackers.